Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the talk about the Solstice Armor Glows being weak for some reason, uh, and Bungie's looking into it. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com or support me directly at SNTRPresents.com. Uh, the YouTube has the same memberships as well as the Patreon, whichever is easier for you. Click on the join button on YouTube or Patreon. Also on YouTube, clicking subscribe and the bell button really, really helps me out. A lot of people are unsubscribing uh, because they don't like live streams in their subscriber feed, which is, I understand that. Hopefully YouTube can fix some of that. So what is going on with these glows? Uh, I have a great, great uh, member of the community here just in time. He's going to periodically be switching back and forth on the helmet between Ark and White to show you that for some reason... The white glows seem significantly brighter and more vibrant than the others. It's not just a matter of blue or solar or purple being more translucent or darker. There just literally seems to be less light coming through. Uh, while you're watching this video on YouTube, watch that crack along the top of the helmet. You can literally see that less light's coming out. It's not just that white stands out more or it's br- or like it's less translucent. There's literally more source of light coming out on the white helmet and the going theory right now is the white glow is meant to be underneath the colored glows to boost uh, the brightness and the and the sense of it almost looking solid and that's presently missing so Bungie is looking into it now I want to talk about it I'm going to talk about like, what's going on how did this play out because it did take a while for the community to start you know talking about this and they didn't just talk about the present ones but the past ones I do want to you know read what Bungie said Bungie did reply they said you know that they, that they're uh, they're looking into it I'll read the exact quote and tweet uh, from what they said. But I want to end this video by talking about just cosmetics in D2. Like, are are these types of rewards and, and, and incentive structures good for events like this? So, what exactly is going on? How did this start? It all started when we first started looking into the Eververse. So, I'll leave... I'll, I'm going to stay in here with Justin, but I'm going to go into the Eververse. When you go to the actual event storefront, the preview images are super, super bright. And when you preview them and you go inside... There seems to be a severe lack of vibrancy and solid feeling to the glows. Now, I think some people read the intensity increases with supercharge and they thought, oh, wow, it'll get brighter. And then they bought it anyway. Again, if you look at this image and compare it to what we actually see here, I don't even have to go to Bungie.net and look at the wallpapers, the 4K wallpapers. The actual storefront, I believe, is a severe mismatch between what you buy and what you get. So we started making that observation, what's going on? A lot of theories started getting thrown out. People were like, well, your super has to be full. Actually, anytime you're in your inventory, it treats you as if your super is full. So right now, Justin Time's super is full. We inspected him earlier when his super was not full, and the brightness in this menu was always the same. It never changes. So that's actually a good feature. Anytime you want to like look at your character, it's going to be full brightness. People like to look at their characters, and, you know, oh, I look good, my shader looks good anytime you go into your inventory. Then Reddit Reddit started making comparisons. They started showing the images in the storefront. They started showing the images on Bungie. And they're like, something is wrong here. I bought the glows and the glows do not look nearly as good as what they promoted, right? 
even though the blue does look pretty good here this is a darker environment but the real ticket here is to compare the blue with the white reddit not only compared the imaging on the promotional uh, materials and the wallpapers and the website uh, to these glows reddit went back and looked at the promotional materials for previous solstice of heroes events compared them and said man these were exact matches we did that yesterday we looked at the glows where like you know the 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 they had the picture where the hunter had like the knives coming out of their hand and stuff and the the the, the solid nature the brightness the crispness of the glows was an exact match and so i think it's fair for people to say man something seems off here something doesn't seem quite right comparing past event glows with marketing to now there does seem to be a bit of a disconnect so let's talk about how bungie did respond so this is not something they're just ignoring and saying you know they could have probably given us some simple talking points and and blown people off and said well your super has to be full and the pictures that we you know we, we posted on on our website are in darker environments i think the biggest reason they can't say that is the is again the eververse storefront they can't just say oh you need to be in a dark environment for them to look the brightest and the most solid because the eververse storefront is showing what i've described looking like fog lights coming off of the hunter's shoulder and then you get in the game they don't look like that but the white certainly does i mean the white looks exactly how you want it so bungie help replied and said we are aware of reports regarding certain class glow ornaments not matching their advertised vibrancy and are investigating we will update when we have more information so they are looking into this I think that is probably going to lead to some sort of an update or a change they obviously want people to buy these glows Uh, that's how they're making money and if people are buying them and they're really unhappy that's not good for the future of sales like this people are going to feel like they kind of gotten taken for a ride here Uh, as well as just in general with the word spreading it could hurt people buying them a lot of the more casual players more mid lane players are probably not already able to buy glows within just a day or two it's going to take them a little bit longer um, and that worked, that would mean then that, you know, they're going to see these reports, videos, and tweets and be like, well, I'm not buying the glows now. Presently, I'm not buying the glows myself until I see uh, something, a uh, form of an update. So they already fixed the bug with the earn rate, by the way. I was very, very pleased with that. I started with my Titan. I got the earn rate bug, and they've bumped it to times three. So I got my Hunter done today and two strikes, two two crucible matches felt awesome momentum control crucible matches two matches done like i was ready to move on to my third character because right now i'm just earning the legendary sets i don't know if i'm going to go for the white glows even though the white glows look incredible i think my biggest reason for not wanting to go for the white glows is i would love for the white glows to unlock as well as then unlocking a universal ornament uh, because the odds of me getting a really really good armor piece with good stats and the white glow is pretty low they didn't add a really really good grind for those we're going to talk about that in just a moment so our theory as I said at the beginning it seems that the white glows are absent from the blue glows almost as if they're supposed to be underneath pushing the brightness further it, you know when I was in theater in, in high school we had these giant spotlights and you'd put these colored gels in front of the spotlight and it seems like the white is meant to be the spotlight kind of behind the glow to add that brightness and we're hoping that that could be you know increased I don't think the brightness should be in relation to your super but at least they give it its maximum brightness in your menu 
so when you go in to inspect your character you kind of get to enjoy that appearance I think they should be max brightness all the time just because when you're running around the tower or you're in content and people see you in the public space and stuff it's not much of a peacock to be like well it'll only be full glow when I have my super and then most people use their supers which kind of takes it away that's just my opinion I don't I know it's cool to have it be like dynamic and in relation to the, the player, but I disagree with that. Lastly, let's talk about cosmetics in D2 as we just touched on. You know, I don't feel all that motivated to get the white glows because the odds of me getting a really good armor piece, you know, a pair of arms or a helmet or a chest piece or something to replace my existing armor with good stats is really unlikely. There's no real armor grind in this event. It's not super efficient comparatively to other things like the uh, the Prophecy Dungeon. I, that makes sense, right? I don't necessarily know if we want something like this event to be a source of high stat armor, but it does make it really, really hard for me to want to use it. So I think they should consider making the white glow, you know, and an unlockable ornament if cosmetics are really the only motivator I feel like these events fade very quickly for lots of people especially because they're very tedious you're requiring people to go into trials and other places that they might not be as comfortable and you're really only giving them a cosmetic reward and the white glow is a bit of a mixture as a cosmetic reward if I'm a hardcore player and I'm going into these harder environments and these upper echelons and my reward is a pair of you know boots or arms or something that has a white glow that is that is not an ornament but is but is just a piece of arms that I might not even want to wear that's not the greatest reward I know you can farm the armor but it's not super directional it's not super efficient and the stats can be decent again I don't necessarily know if that's the right call if there's no real loot grind I think maybe at least having one gun every time they do an event like this they did the Braytech werewolf although the random rolls you could pursue were not as good as the rolls on the gun that you just got you know from buying from the NPC that is the right direction I think though for events like this just have a gun some form of loot that's grindable so when I'm in the EAZ there's always a chance of it dropping or you know dropping out of the packages as well they did that with the dawning they had the smg but you could really only get it from the packages so it made it really really hard to grind for a good one uh just you know one gun i think would make all the difference in the world if there was potentially good rolls to get a high stat grind i kind of put a question mark on that do we want a four-week event that's that's you know pretty casual in as far as the eaz do we want that to be a source of you know high stat grind armor when most people are having to go into the pit you know the i'm sorry the prophecy dungeon to get high stat armor I'm not sure how I feel about that, but something loot-based, I think, is required for events like this. The EAZ and opening the boxes is fun, but with it just being cosmetics, starting to feel a little bit like a mobile game. We touched on this yesterday when Light Leap called in. Uh, you know, just grinding very, very simple content for boxes and pretty things. It, it, it's starting to get a little too close to a mobile game. I really think the loot driver and a loot reward as an incentive would really change a lot of folks' feeling about this. Uh, and hopefully they can make some changes in the future for events like this because they cut, they got really close with the Braytech Werewolf and then the Dawning SMG wasn't really grindable and then this has literally no loot, you know, no loot real driver uh, at all. So as with all of my content, you can you can subscribe to it, share it. All those things help me out. You can pick a member tier on YouTube or Patreon. That helps me out as well. Uh, and we're going to go to Q&A next. You can submit questions in the chat or the Discord if you're a paying member. If you're watching or listening to this content anywhere else, please like, share, and subscribe. 
Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk uh, after the Solstice Closer Week conversation that we had. If you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify or Google Play, you can always catch me live at SayNoToRage.com or support me directly at SNTRPresents.com. YouTube also has the join button. Whichever is easiest for you, Patreon or the YouTube. Thank you for all the support uh, lately for the channel. So we're going to jump right into the questions here. First question coming in from Necro. Bungie tweeted last night they're investigating the glow. While I appreciate this, I'd hope they slow things down and check things before greenlighting something. Do you think that they should slow down, work in comfort, and take advantage of the the pandemic to fix things? Uh, All they have is time now. Well, I, I don't think you're, you're really asserting something that's possible. I mean, they're probably doing everything they can to get stuff ready to go and they had to delay beyond light so with the delay of beyond light i'm like i don't think the second half of your question (coughs) is like a possibility excuse me i don't think it's like a possibility like oh well let's just slow things down and let's just you know we can kind of use the 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 global situation with you know quarantine and work from home We'll just kind of use that as our, our you know, reason for slowing things down. Um, but when when they're greenlighting something and there's a mistake, we don't know if the reason is, oh, you need to slow down, Bungie. You're going too fast. This could literally be a simple mistake that somebody made that you're not going to catch it unless you're in-game and really, really analyzing the glows. Think about it. If you're on quality assurance for this, you are not going to say, oh man, we really need to make sure those glows are nice and bright. You're like, oh, are they working? Cool, they're working. Ship it. We're different, right? We're the player. We're the consumer. We're buying it and we're like, eh, it looks a little bit dim. What's going on there? Also, you have no idea people in the quality department might have said oh it's dim because you don't have your full super yet or oh yeah it'll get brighter when you know when you're in darker areas and stuff it's really easy i think for something like this to not get checked this isn't like a a broken quest or i can't even equip the armor or there's no glow at all this isn't like a glaring blatant obvious problem it's more of a it's 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 honestly i would say more of a subtle it's a subtlety so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold them here and say I can't believe you guys greenlit this and it's a freaking disaster you know and, and here we have just in time continuing to model for us you know you can clearly see the blue it's not just that it's it's more translucent it's just that there's less light coming out um, so I don't expect them to catch something that seems th- that I believe is this subtle and I also don't think we want to say oh man just slow down work from comfort and um, and and fix it because to be fair. The past glows have never had this problem. Now, sure, we had the issue with like having to buy individual glows and people really got irritated about that delivery of the glows. But if you go back and compare the previous Solstice of Heroes, the glows were always a one-to-one match to the marketing. Somebody somewhere along the line here made a simple mistake and hopefully they can fix it to make the glows feel more vibrant and brighter. Um, and I mean, they have a vested interest in doing this because the glows that are not as good are the ones that you buy. <laughs> like the white one that you earn and unlock, 
Um, and you can't even buy the white one. The white one's like the free one where you you know you do the stuff in game as opposed to buying it from the the shop. So having the one that you buy from the shop look look bad is not good for Bungie. Like they don't want their storefront to have items in it that are essentially you know not working. Like imagine. Imagine I buy this sparrow and that thing back there is spinning and then imagine the electricity little beam just doesn't work. Well, obviously people would be irritated. They're like, oh, that looked really cool, you know, like this arc conductor sparrow or something and now the beam's not there. Well, like Bungie would have a vested interest in fixing that. You don't want people buying cosmetic items that are functionally not doing what they're supposed to do. So I I would say they're... I would think they're going to fix this. They're going to probably want to fix this before the event's over or it's going to hurt their sales. They'll be able to push out an update and then they'll be a lot brighter. When you go and preview it in the Eververse, it'll be brighter. Um, I think that's something that they need to look into immediately because the other thing that's bad about the Eververse, it's it's not even that it's dim in the Eververse. It's that the Eververse is the version when you don't have your super, as far as I can tell. I don't know, that might be when you... Yeah, I think that is when you have your super. Never mind, yeah. So, you know, at the very least, they're going to want to do it to help sales because if not, folks are going to keep dipping their toe into the Eververse and being like, that does not look worth it to me when I inspect it. I think some people looked at it and said, oh, it's dim because I don't have my super or whatever. Actually, anytime you're in your inventory, right now, it's acting as if Justin Time has his full super. We went to the, uh, the, the the tribute hall to test this out. And so that's a good feature. Anytime you're looking at your character in menu, it's full glow. Now, I don't know what it looks like at the tower. I suppose I can take us there. Uh, I don't know if the, if the glows are... They're probably not because you can't get your super in the tower. If you stand around for a really long time in the tower, do you quote-unquote get your super? Does your little icon like do the yellow flashy thing? I'm not sure if it does or not. Um, so... I think that'd be the only other thing I would say is if they fix the brightness, then when you're in the tower, it should basically be full full brightness, the way that it is in your inventory. Darksider with the next question. While the glows are weak, especially on uh, WL and Titan, Warlock and Titan, do you think that people are transferring too much hate onto the glows from all the other issues with Solstice and the poor communication uh, explanation because they are from the Eververse? Well, anytime the Eververse is attached to the situation, you're going to have, I think, an increase in uh, an increase in anger. Yeah, like, see, this to me is a problem. Look how dim that looks in the tower. And then when I inspect him, it looks great. It's super bright. Now the blue still isn't bright enough, but look at those shoulders. And then in the tower, it's like barely noticeable. And we're literally in a dark place right now. We're in one of the darker spots of the tower. And I mean, those are barely noticeable. Um, So, you know, that's another piece of feedback I'd provide to Bungie. Can you do max glow in the tower? Um, Because it just, it doesn't look that good. It looks super lame. And when I walk around the tower, I want it to look like that. You know what I mean? Um, As opposed to... It's, it, as opposed to what it looks like now is, I mean, I, I, I'm like, I'm look, I'm standing right next to him, and it's, it seems like it's, it's barely on. So, I, I mean, 
to answer Darkstar's question though, I think anytime the Eververse is attached to the situation, I think people do tend to get over, they tend to overreact, they tend to blow things out of proportion. In this particular instance, I don't necessarily think that's the case. The fundamental reason to buy the glows is so they look awesome and they glow, and when you buy something and it doesn't look like what you were promised, that's a valid irritation and, and criticism. The other thing, you know, the other part of your question is, you know, are we glossing over some of the other major problems? I actually think they're all attached, right? I think they're all attached. I think the fact that, like, if if the only real thing to grind for is glows, there's, a, there, there's numerous layers of problem here. Number one, the white glows are awesome, but if you're... It, it, he's got a 62... A 62 and a 67. Okay, so at least at least it gave him really good rolls. I don't know if he farmed for these or not. Just in time, if you're here, where did you get these 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 versions with these pretty good rolls? Um, that's a 78 minus the 12. What is that? That's a 66. So those are all pretty good. You opened a few packages. So that's not bad. So it does look like you can get some pretty decent rolls, which if you go for the white glows, that's a little bit encouraging to know that you're going to get some mid-60s on the rolls. That's pretty nice. You don't got to go farming to really replace it. You can wear the white glows and probably not destroy your build. Um, And they obviously have the, the most recent seasonal slot. So that gives them, I think, a lot of value. Um, you know, a 62 with no discipline would be the only one I would probably look at. You know, obviously if you could swap discipline and mobility there, that'd be a great, that'd be a great role with great distribution. So after I got magnificent, I had 45 packages. I opened 15 on each character. Okay. I mean, if you got a a whole set of mid sixties armor and you only open 15 packages, that's not a bad turnover rate. Um, obviously somebody going for the glows, the white glows, somebody playing that much is going to have a lot of currency in a lot of the packages. So to me, you know, I, I, that, that's not too bad. You'll, I, I, you'd probably, I guess, want to save the packages, um, for once. Did the packages start dropping the armor more often when you're, um, once you're done, is that when it happens? Or can I do that now, even though I haven't done the white glow yet? That's what I'd be curious about. You know, at at what point do you start getting the good stats from the packages? Do not open packages until you are magnificent. So you get the magnificent, which is yeah, everybody's saying wait. Okay. So if if you have packages right now and you are gonna go for magnificent, do not open the packages until you get there. It seems that it really, really helped Justin not just get the white glows, but have white glows that have a good um have a good stat roll. Eternal Darkness. The glows this year feel very lackluster, to say the least. As a Warlock main, I, uh, it's even worse compared to the past seasons and even D1. Why do you think that is? Well, it, I actually looked at somebody who was on a Warlock with the white glows, and I thought they looked fine. If they can get the color glows to match the size, the vibrancy, and the brightness of the white glows, I think it's totally fine. Now, this is subjective. You might look at the warlock glows and just think that they're, you know, they're garbage. I'm like, ah, these are, these are in general, they're just bad. They're not, uh, they're not what I want to see. They're, they're too dim. They're too hidden. They're not as good as last year. Um, so some of this gets subjective. Some of this gets really, really hard um, to quantify and say, you know, concretely, these aren't good. These are better. I think the reason people got upset about these glows in particular is because there's just such a clear difference between what they marketed 
and what you get. Now, you might look at the marketing for the Warlock and still conclude, I don't really think it looks all that good. And again, that comes down to subjectivity. That's your sort of vantage point on it. That's kind of your opinion, which you're entitled to, by the way. But they're never going to make cosmetic items that everyone falls in love with. Somebody might look at this Titan right here and think that that's terrible. They might be like, well, I think that looks awful. Somebody else might look at this Titan and be like, dude, I think that looks fantastic. I love the I love the look. I love the glow. I love the feel of it. So some of this is going to come down to, you know, player preference. They're never going to create a glowing, ornate piece of armor that every single person in the community is going to say, that's exactly what I'm looking for. I mean, because I'll be honest, I think the marks, the, the class items, I think are terrible. I think the the hunter's cloak with like this duck tail beaver tail in the background on the hunter and the and the titan. I think the class items are awful. But I really really like the helmets and the arms and the chest pieces because it looks like you're just like busting at the seams with light. It kind of reminds me of the King's Fall armor from Age of Triumph a little bit, you know. It's just that beaver tail yeah, the Warlock class item's not bad. Um, the Warlock class item's actually not bad. Because I think anytime they're making those class items, I feel like what they end up doing is they try to... They try really, really hard to make them look new and unique. And you sometimes end up with really, really, you know, odd-looking... Odd-looking pieces that don't seem to fit because they're going more for uniqueness but the yeah the solstice bond for the warlock is actually pretty dope especially once that thing is on max glow that's pretty nice um yeah quad with the next question uh why do you think bungie is so opposed to adding repurposed weapons into the season events old fashioned is there let me grind for it you know, I don't know. This is one of those times where, you know, in my video, I said, and I said this yesterday with respect to, you know, how to make strikes better. And I said, you know, do one seasonal gun. I, you just, you get so much capital out of one gun, you know? And I said this with the Undying Mind. So when the Undying Mind shows up in Season of the Undying, I was like, Man, if he was dropping the Imago loop, oh, that would have made it so much better. It would have been, it would have been right on the money. You know, it would have been right on the money. It would have been something to grind for. But the reason they probably didn't do it is Undying Mine was only around for a couple of weeks. Now, my hope would be in in the future seasons where seasonal content's going to be around for an entire year, they could do something like that. Yeah, now it's the Undying Mine. And he's dropping the Imago loop. Cool. And when they did the the Braytech Werewolf, all they had to do on the Braytech Werewolf was have really, really good rolls to grind for, and that would have been the exact perfect way to do it. If you want to get a cool roll on the Braytech, go for it. In this case, you know, get a cool roll on the old-fashioned, go for it. You could unlock an ornament for it that would make it glow and make it match the the armor sets. Make it have a thematic, you know, um, it would match up thematically to what we already have. I think that'd be great. I've, I've been saying this for a very, very long time. If you make a content loop or an event and there's no real loot attached to it, it ends up feeling like, what's the point? Why am I going to bother with that? That's why strikes feel so pointless. They're merely a means for power. Um, that's why this event's probably landing hollow on some people. It's like, I'm going to go and do all this homework and all this grind just to get some glows. Why not have a weapon dropping in the EAZ? 
you know, one weapon, I really do. I think you would get a lot out of it. And you can do the same thing for the Dawning, Vessel of the Lost, you know, whether it's the Verdant Forest, the Haunted Forest, you know, baking the cookies. Now, they did the, they did the gun, you know, the SMG for the Dawning, but there was no good way to grind for it. It just randomly dropped. I made a lot of cookies. I think by the end of the event, maybe I, I saw, I don't know, 10? Maybe? I, I, and you know, and I, I, I didn't, I didn't care for it. I didn't want to try to get it, but if it would have been dropping somewhere as a drop and there was a potential really good roll, I would have been going for it. When it randomly pops out of a package, it doesn't feel like a loot pursuit. It's just like, yeah, you'll randomly get them. Haha, <laughs> surprise. Instead of it being like, no, when you're running the Verdant Forest or the Haunted Forest, or in this case, the EAZ, this item can drop at the end. You see it drop, you run over to it, you check the rolls. That's a lot more exciting than, oh, I'm, I'm handing in cookies to all the different people and a random SMG popped out. Um, You know? I mean, as someone in chat is saying, it's a looter shooter. It's a looter shooter. You're supposed to be chasing loot. And I know the armor and the armor glows and getting good stat rolls out of the boxes, that's loot. Uh, I just, I think there's a whole lot to be said for a gun being farmable during the event. I just think there's a lot to be said for that. It's just so simple. It's literally one gun. Literally one gun every season for strikes. You know? Sis, what is one gun? You know? And listen, I know people are like, well, if it's only one gun, Lono, wouldn't you get a god roll relatively quickly? If it's, you know, dropping in strikes, you could just grind strikes all day. Sure, but if I spend, you know, a week or two really grinding the strike playlist and try to get that god roll and I get it, and you're like, well, now strikes don't matter to you. Sure, but that was two weeks of buffer before I started grinding god rolls in the seasonal content or the raid or the dungeon or crucible you see like it's like oh well you know if it's only one gun how long is that really gonna last i actually think it'll last you know a decent amount of time like i said maybe a week or two and think about it that's for me that's me going hard playing every single day going until i get the god roll that i want that two weeks of grind for me translates into about a month for a casual you know they grind out strikes for about a month it's kind of their ritual that's what they've been doing what they've been doing and then you finally get the drop that you want you know the one you had to farm and grind for the galley. Yeah, the biggest frustration with the galley was like the best place to get it was the, was the the Vault of Glass raid. And you could only run that once a week per character. So it's like, th- there's your three chances, you're done. Um, the way they do it now, where the drop rate of the exotic increases every time, I like that. But I just think in general, like the Anarchy and the 1K Voices... Those are like exotics that only drop in particular raids at the very, very end. I, I just, I think that's fine, but when you can only run the raid three times, it just really hurts, you know? It just really hurts. Like, yeah, you're done. Go home. You know, come back again next week. So. Mav Monk says, Should Bungie allow for people to grind last year's universal mods with the lackluster reception of this year's mods? Well, I I have said many many times that those ornaments they should uh, they should give people the opportunity to just get those as um, as universal ornaments. Like if you bought them last year, especially with everything that happened, uh, that to me just to, uh, just makes sense. Like give us give us the 
give us the universal ornaments for those from last year and then you can put them on anything because they're actually pretty cool um you know the the, the ones from last year were, were pretty good there were other years too that i think looked really really nice and that could be another thing that you know bungie does i don't even know if those are in here like where are those glows um because they're not in universal ornaments because they're not considered an ornament they were um they were glows within the armor I don't even know where those armor sets are. Did they put them? Did they put them in leveling? Because you could level them up. Where can you find the, the the solstice armor sets from from the from a couple of years ago? Well, from last year and the year before. Oh, these are them right here. Here they are. They're in factions. Okay, so you could go into this mask and you could put on you know the glows, and obviously some glows are brighter than others. Um, oh, isn't it brighter if you're on the right subclass? Yeah, so because I'm on solar, it looked brighter on solar. Um, so, it, the, these, these right here, I know a lot of people bought these. A lot of people bought these glows. And I can't remember, I think I bought them all too. Yeah, that looks pretty nice. Um, giving us those as universal ornaments, I think would have been the right call. Honoring the purchase that we made. And, and not kind of like leaving us like look at that that looks so so nice look I put the, I put the red Carmenica on and that glow over top that just looks really really good that really pops and when whenever honestly going forward whenever Bungie creates you know a right there boom look at that I go I go down to the blue version and I get like a black background and like a red visor that's glowing. Like that's fantastic. That's a that's a that's a great looking uh, layer of customization. Um, now here's where I think they're really really close to a really good system for end game stuff or cosmetic stuff. Look at the layers of customization I have on one item. Okay, I have three glows, one for each subclass, and I have three, you know armor states i have scorched rekindled and then resplendent and i can pick between the three and it looks different on all three it's you know it's it's got a similar shape but you know the form and then i got all these different um i got all these different shaders i can apply then you got shaders like midnight smith that even adds some texture to it so i come in here again and i change some things around to see which one that i like the best you know Maybe you want to go more subtle. Maybe you maybe you want to run the Envious Touch or the Mercury Prophetic. You want to be a little bit more subtle. You know, having this many layers of customization is how you make players feel that they're sort of in charge of their appearance. They're in charge of what they look like. And this is this is such a good example. This is such a good example of you got the shader, you got the state of the armor, and then you got the glow. You got three things. There's so many, so many combinations here. Like, like I absolutely love this state right here. Rekindled state with the solar glow and Carmenica. That just looks fantastic. And that and that's where I think that customization could come back in, where this layer of this many customization options. So you got you got three states, three glows, and then shaders. That should be reserved for either special events like this, or trials, or raids, things like that. 
Now, if we if we go onto other armor pieces and we try to do the same, we try to do the same thing that we just did. We go to that glow, we go to that state, and we go to Carminica. See, we might not like it. We might be like, well, hang on, that wear state's not quite right. Let's go with the gold. Let's go with that. Well, let's go with the green. Actually, you know, the green looks a little bit better. The wear state looks really, really nice. Right? The glow is like actually moving. You can see the red moving along it. You know. Actually, the shoulder looks really, really good with this version because you can see like the, like the, almost like the flames moving across the shoulder. You see? When you give me this much freedom, I can come in here and feel like I'm the one choosing. I'm the one choosing what I look like. I'm in charge of my player's appearance. And if these are things that I can unlock, look, I mean, look at that. Look at that. That's great. That is such a great combination. Oh, look at the front too. That nice dark ribbon around his face with the black. This is why, this is why they need to continue to look at having things like this be rewards in the content. If I could unlock the glows in the raid, if I could unlock the different wear states of the armor in the raids, look how many different versions of this particular cloak you can have. Maybe you like the busted up one. You know, it's all busted and torn and messed up. Maybe you like the one with the gold on it because you're weird. But, you know, and maybe you just like this nice little two-tone, nice little two-tone action going on. This is exactly why, this is exactly why we need this type of customization and we need this type of uh, player agency in the end game. It's great to do this for Solstice, but you don't want to turn around and feel like you've got way more control over your appearance and what you look like. Um, in Solstice, and then the raid armor, you don't have that customization. You know? Yeah, that, I mean, that's 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 just such a great combination. The, the one that we've come up with is just such a nice combination. So, going forward, I want this I want this layer of customization and unlock, and that gives you a reason to keep grinding the raid, because it could be like almost like a catalyst. You have to run so many raids with that armor piece to unlock the glow, to unlock the different wear states, and then you get a lot more different looks because somebody may think that this is amazing they like it all torn and busted they love it they think that the darker color really amplifies that glow it's almost like it's flickering and the flames are going up you know somebody might think that is 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 way way better uh than what than what i might like and i think that's exactly that's exactly how rage should feel rage should feel like you are you are the one choosing it you know you're the one you're the one in charge it's your it's your and then if you're running the raid over and over and over again and you walk in the tower and you look like that that's that's the peacocking we talked about a while ago that gives you that sense of you you worked on you worked on your your character oh man did i not get i must not have gotten the legendary sets here the drained renewed my solstice sets not here from uh, from that year, let me see what I did. Did I not do it? I don't think I did it. No, I think I got burned out and gave up. I might have done it on. Maybe I did it on one character. Because there's that one we were just looking at. There's the green, the renewed. Yeah, I think I just totally bailed and was like, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not going to do it. I, I, I didn't do the year with like all the blades and stuff coming off. I can't remember why I didn't do it. Maybe I wasn't around. Maybe I, I, I might have been on vacation or something. Because um, ordinarily I do those types of grinds. Next question from Ahmed. 
do you think if Bungie started giving access to some content creators from different perspectives uh, to enhance events? I mean, this is something that, like, you know, Avenger was really banging on this drum a while ago, saying that, like, they should have, like, you know, 500 people that sign NDAs, um, you know, and you give them the early access to peek at this stuff, and, and then they could give you their opinions. I mean, I don't necessarily think that would make any difference because in a, in a very, very general sense, this stuff is usually ready and loaded in the gun around the time that it lands. So if, you know, players could have been like, it doesn't look bright enough. I mean, th- yeah, that, they might have fixed that. But then you got to go through the process of, you know, getting them to sign the NDAs, getting those things uh, in, in order to even even get the feedback you got to create time and 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 i guess probably a team of people to talk and comb over all that feedback you know we wouldn't have had low card farming if they just would have let people see the internal trial systems i mean they flew lupo and crafty out and i get maybe they didn't show them the system so maybe that's part of the problem because we read the blog and then about a second we said that's going to be a problem People are going to low card farm. People might have taken one look at these awards in game in the in the, in the live action and been like, something's wrong with the the colored glows. They're not bright enough. You know, I I don't know what to tell you. I, I don't know if the solution is to give content creators access or you know trustworthy folks from Reddit in the forums they sign those NDAs and stuff. I just I just don't know. I, I think it's. I just think it's way too easy for one person to leak it all, and then it's like, well, that's ruined. Now they can't market. Now the marketing push isn't as strong because everybody's already seen the glows. Everybody's already seen the trailers or whatever. Um, I um, I don't know if I can get behind this idea. I I genuinely, I'm I'm genuinely not like a huge fan of this. This like, let's get input from streamers and then. Let's get input from streamers and see what they think. I think that's kind of blown up in their face a handful of times. They made Escalation Protocol harder, had to walk that back. Made leveling infusion slow, costly, and frustrating. They've had to spend a year walking all that back. Um, those are all things that the, that the hardcore streaming community wanted. And the minute you the minute you leave that feedback, has there ever been anything super specific, super insightful, super, oh my gosh, what a brilliant person? Have streamers or YouTubers ever really tapped into something absolutely brilliant that Bungie never would have thought of on their own or the community wouldn't have thought of on their own half the time we're in here talking about ideas and i come up with an idea somebody comes in two days later with the exact same idea now you could say oh they're just trying to impress you with your own idea i don't think so i think a lot of the times we would have q a a lot of times we'd have q a and somebody would say you know hey what do you think about this lono i'd be like oh yeah we literally said this just the other day like I'm not some like wizard with destiny insight and neither is anybody else. I I think by and large, what you're going to get from YouTubers is the same stuff you're going to get from the community on the forums and the, and and Reddit and everywhere else. I've seen some really, I know Reddit gets a bad rap and they're pretty negative and they can be pretty nasty, but I've seen some really great posts in there with UI updates and changes and, and ideas on how to, you know, create better longevity and grind and investment and everything else. And 
I don't think you need to have like this elite group or this special group of content creators giving input, especially considering their input over the years has led to a lot of problems and a lot of things that had to be walked back because by and large, they represent that, that hardcore sentimentality. They represent that group that just plays all day, every day. And listen, you guys have heard me make this and go on this rant before the summer got everybody excited because Beyond Light and all that hype about the next couple of years. Everybody gets everybody gets really, really excited, okay? And then they drop the dungeon with the summer season. So a lot of folks that had been taking breaks from Destiny, a lot of content creators that have been taking breaks from Destiny, they suddenly come clamoring back to the game, okay? And because they had taken breaks and because the day one dungeon was so high in difficulty and level, what were they faced with? They were faced with those stupid hills and, and, and mountainous grinds that they had to climb over to get level ready for the dungeon and they didn't like it. So the minute they got a taste of their own medicine, they're like, yeah, this isn't that great. When you're going season to season to season and you're destiny rich and you can hand over bounties and you can play for six or eight hours a day and you can level up really, really quickly. Oh, you don't think anything about slow leveling or infusion costs. None of that because it doesn't touch you. The minute it touched them, they all changed their position on leveling and they were very outspoken about, man, this is kind of a bummer. I really want to play, but like leveling just is just not happening. It's just, I'm getting bad drops. You know, Hey, I got seven fusion rifles today. So... Again, I just, I don't think content creators are the best place to go for information. I think they are a source of input that needs to be heard, same as forums, Twitter, and Reddit, but I think sometimes there's a little too much hubris surrounding these content creators, you know, both with respect to how they handle destiny, but also, you know, cancel culture, thinking that they're like on some higher plane of existence you know, you can see through these people now and they add this, they, add, they have the same attitude about gaming. So I'm really hesitant in any gaming industry, in any gaming franchise to start giving content creators more of a voice or more input. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't think that's necessarily the best place to, uh, to go for input. And I think we've gotten that proven over the years in this game. T-Main. Do you feel like the pricing for the armor glows is a little high, especially for an event that's supposed to be rewarding for our time and effort? Well, I mean, the white glows reward you and arguably kind of look better in some respects. Also, the white glows aren't going to really ever contrast. Um, they're not going to really contrast with your color choices. Um, the subclass glows are actually, I think, exactly priced how entire ornamental armor sets are always priced. So I don't have any issue with pricing. Anytime you go into Eververse and you're going to buy an entire ornament set, that's the um, that's the price. Because that's just where that's they, they base that off of. I'm assuming they have based that off of uh, the the demand and what people think and what people are willing to spend. Um, I don't even know where I'm supposed to go to show that. Yeah, here you go, fifteen hundred for this bundle. So if I want to get that full that full set and I want to look like that. It's fifteen bucks, and so it's the same up here. It's fifteen dollars. I don't. I don't think that they've gone into some weird money grabby, um, you know, money hungry angle. I, I don't think they've done that. I think it's exactly where it should be. Um, so, 
I think part of the issue with these free events is people forget that they subsidize these free events with micros of the of the cosmetics. This is why I said there needs to be a gun. There needs to be some loot grind for the people that are like, I don't really feel like spending $45. You know, that's more than the cost of the Taken King for a couple of glows. Other people are like, yeah, 15 bucks. It's cheaper than a Fortnite skin. Boom, they drop the money. Everybody has a different value system with respect to how much is your money worth in a video game? Some people don't bat an eye. They're like, 15 bucks? That's dope. I want my 100 to glow. Other people are like, $15? That's more expensive than the season itself. I'm not, I'm not going to friggin' do that. N- neither person can argue that their position and value assignment is correct. It's subjective to the consumer. On one hand, you have someone that's like, dude, $15 for a cosmetic that changes the entire look of my player. Ah, that's that's totally worth it. Somebody else is like, bro, I spent $10 on the season and I'm going to spend $15 on a glow. They're assigning different levels of value to content. Some people try to equate a cosmetic with a, with a DLC or with a season. I actually don't think you can do that because they're vanity items. And if you sell vanity items for like a dollar, then they have no value to the consumer and demand goes down and they sell nothing because it's too common and it's viewed as cheap. When I ran my graphic design business, this guy's like double your rates tomorrow. He's like, people are going to look at your current pricing structure and think that you're cheap because you suck. So there's a definite psychological element of, oh, everything's just a dollar. Like it's all of a sudden the Eververse becomes dollar general. Um, that's not the answer. So you can't argue your value assignment of, of monetary value on a skin or a DLC or a season is the value system. It's totally subjective to the user. Some people will spend $100 on skins a month in Fortnite and they love it. You might spend $100 a month going bowling with your friends and somebody might look at that and be like that you spend a hundred dollars a month going bowling with your friends you spend a hundred dollars a month going to the movie theater what a ripoff do you see your value system and what you think is worth your money or not worth your money it's different person to person so you know and you're seeing it in chat right now. Armor set should not be 15 bucks. It's a fourth of the price of a AAA game. That's your opinion. Other people think it's totally reasonable to drop 10, 15, 20 dollars on a cosmetic. They're like, I like it. It no one value system is not right or wrong. What this truly comes down to is market demand, right? If the market demand says we can charge 10 or 15 bucks for cosmetics and people will pay if the market is answering and paying as a business you'd arguably be stupid to not charge that much if you opened up a lemonade stand on the corner and for whatever reason you could charge five dollars for a dixie cup of lemonade i mean a tiny little cup you're charging five dollars Somebody might walk up and talk to the people in line and be like, are you guys insane? You can literally, with $5, buy the things to make lemonade and make enough lemonade for you to have hundreds of cups of lemonade for $5. And they're like, we don't care. It's good, and it's here. It's my $5, not your $5. Wham! They slam down the $5, they get the teeny tiny cup of lemonade, and they feel that they got something that's worth it. Now, 
if it's your lemonade stand, you'd be stupid to be like, you know what? You're right. $5 is too much of a markup. I'm only going to charge a dollar. Somebody'd be like, are you a moron? You had a willing consumer base. Why would you suddenly stop charging $5? You're stupid. You're bad businessman, right? Each person's financial situation is different. Some people see 15 as a lot. That's a day of food. Other people think it's just going to the bed. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So you're never going to win this argument when you attack it from that front. Well, that's too expensive. That's more expensive than the season. I, you know, some people are not going to see it that way. And one position is not right or wrong, you know, or more right or wrong than another. People get really angry about the card packs that get sold in the sports games. Listen, if there's a willing consumer base, how can you fault? How can you fault a company as long as it's not unethical? As long as it's not unethical, they're not like lying to people or misleading people. Then, if there's a willing consumer base, you can't fault a business for paying for 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 for, for, for you know grabbing that bag, securing that bag. You really can't. They created something that people just have to have. Trading cards, go back to when I was a kid. Go back to when I was a kid. People spending tons of money on baseball cards. It's literally a piece of cardboard that someone has printed a player's image and stats on. That's it. And people would spend unbelievable amounts of money on trading cards. It is literally, literally a a piece of cardboard. It's it's the same cardboard density of like a box of cereal and they printed, you know, John Elway's or 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 uh, you know, or or Bo Jackson's face on it and you're like, "Oh my gosh." Somebody might look at it and be like, "Are you stupid? $10 for that trading card? Dude, for $10, I can go buy like 18 Snickers bars. What are you doing?" And they might be like, "Snickers bars? What?" You eat it and then it's gone. I get to keep this. I get to frame this and put this on my wall. It's Bo Jackson, man. Bo knows baseball. And you're just like, I don't get it. How are you? Why are you doing that? It, it's it's you know, Tops Tops cards, Tops sports cards back then. That company, whatever it was, Tops, I think they capitalized on an industry where there was a fandom and a brand loyalty to the Broncos or the 49ers, you know, so they got, you know, you got, you got Jerry Rice and Joe Montana, dude, upper deck. You got, got to get a pack of upper decks, man. And you got the, the stale bubble gum in the middle and that you just throwing money at what is fundamentally it's worthless. What are you going to do with that? Nothing. However, the value assignment on those trading cards went up in accordance to what subjectivity value assignment from the the consumers suddenly everybody wanted the mvp bo jackson or the mvp michael jordan card oh my gosh it's got the hologram on it keep that thing in mint condition you could sell it for a thousand dollars one day a thousand dollars for a piece of cardboard that's got michael jordan's face on it and a chintzy hologram that you could get out of a gumball machine but the, the the consumer base assigned value to it and it suddenly was worth tons of money, right? When it's in-game, you can't trade it, though. Well, don't take my analogy too far. All I'm saying is 
the value of those trading cards the value of those items was purely up to the consumer to decide whether or not they they want it sell your account yeah people do that people farm for all the cosmetics can you imagine spending every night and day getting really good at fall guys and getting all the cosmetics and then you sell the account to somebody who wants all the cosmetics you know people definitely do that sorts of sort of thing so that's a bit of a tangent but I, I do think whenever this comes up everybody forgets that's like market demand and value assignment from the consumer is not something that's, that's, that's written in stone somewhere it's not black and white yeah econ 101 yeah economics 101 you know go go read about just basic basic economy you know economics just go read about basic economics and you'll understand why you can't you can't say a skin or a, or a shader or a baseball card is too expensive hitman with the next question well hang on creature says i have a michael jordan card of him wearing the wrong jersey that's worth almost four thousand there you go there you go this game is a looter shooter and it still feels like obvious places to reward people bungie holds back they make great choices in the case in some poor choices in being stingy do you think it's blatant stinginess or they're really uh this obvious to make folks happy oh oblivious sorry well I want to wait until we're about halfway through year four to really assess this situation. And I want to assess it from this angle. Has the vision for destiny come to fruition? Luke Smith has cast a vision. Has that vision been captured by the team in charge of bounties, strikes, loot, perks, crucible, season, season stuff. Is, Is what I'm saying making sense? Like, I don't think year three was the full vision from like Luke Smith because there's just elements that don't seem to make make sense. They don't line up with where they want to take the game. This massive focus on bounties and XP distribution, lack of perks. Where's the loot hierarchy? You know, all these things are, are have been addressed by Luke Smith in his director's cut. Why? Because I think his vision for the game needs to touch down on every part of the game if I go into if I own a business and I have a sales team I have a tech support team uh, I have a managerial team got all these teams they all do different things and I say to them our vision for 2020 is customer first sales second okay that vision is going to affect what everybody does so the sales reps are going to prioritize taking care of the customer and really getting those good review scores like really get the the managers they're going to make sure everybody is prioritizing customer satisfaction above all else don't try and shove car chargers down people's throats really really just focus on satisfying the customer making sure they're happy we got to drive consumer consumer response and consumer review has got to increase it's going to have a direct proportional result on our our ranking as a store and your ranking in your pay as a sales rep okay so that vision would take a long time to trickle down through the workforce and see the results of it so six months later you might find a store or a team where the managers are still really cracking the whip on sales numbers and you're like yo 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 no that's not the vision that we have for the company right now so 
Conversely, thank you for the $5 uh, tip, uh, Steam Crow. Conversely, right now, Luke Smith's vision for bounties, distribution of XP, loot hierarchy, perk diversity, perk depth, uh, RPG elements in your loadout, more more in-depth builds, none of that's in the game yet. None of that's in the game yet. That stuff all needs to land. All of his vision needs to trickle down through all the different games and all the different uh, all the different teams in the departments. So halfway through year four, we'll do an assessment and we'll say, is the, is the vision landing? We're supposed to get a far more in-depth. We're supposed to get a far more in-depth, uh, you know, build options and, and customization options with the stasis skill tree. Okay. Is there going to be other in-depth build options with respect to armor 2.0 perks on guns? What's the loot hierarchy going to look like? Am I actually going to see all oh, the loot right here is way better in the end game? All those things have to land, or we will have to conclude that the vision hasn't come uh, to uh, fruition in the game. Steam Crow said when he tipped the $5, core issue is you have a paid item that looks nearly identical to an earnable item. A mistake, in my opinion, that's a dangerous line. I don't agree with that. I, I, I don't agree with that. I don't think they're that close. I think the white is a is a unique and, and standout item. I, I had, I argued though in my video that the white should be an ornament set, so I don't. I'm not forced to wear uh, the uh, you know the the solstice armor. Um, you know the earnable item is in some respects it's not as good as the as the as the subclass colored ornaments because the subclass colored ornaments can go anywhere and your white one kind of can't. It's not an ornament. You have to wear that armor. Ashen Hollow. It's understandable that Bungie wants to put us in a loop for everything. Don't mean that to be bad. But how often does this loop need a fresh content injection, would you say? Well, I think this touches on a couple of things we've been talking about. Like, one piece of loot would make a huge difference. One gun would make a huge difference every season in Strikes. Every season in Crucible. One gun would make a huge difference for a piece of content like Solstice. Uh, A piece of content like you know, the festival of the lost. Um, so I, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't necessarily know if you need to completely reinvent the wheel every time. I think the armor looks dope. The requirements are basically the same. Well, you haven't done them in a year, so chill out on that. That's fine. If they made you play a different number of things or do a different number of orb creation, would it really change your experience? No, you know, it really wouldn't. I think fundamentally what's absent is loot. Without loot, I think this stuff starts to fall flat for people because they're like, man, that's a tall order of stuff for an, a, a pair, an armor set that glows, you know? Steam Crow says, in the future, if Bungie manages to make classes feel unique to themselves, do you think it would harm the game if players could transmog earn gear from other classes to their main? This is this is basically taking a good concept too far. Transmog should not be able to make a hunter wear Titan armor, you know. Um, I really don't think that's the. You go down this road, I think you're going to absolutely, you know, hurt and harm. One of the things that makes makes Destiny so special is that when you're a Titan, there are things that only the Titan can wear. That was always so great in Diablo 2. I would get this wolf helmet. It's like, you gotta be a druid to wear this wolf helmet. But then my buddy would be a barbarian, and he'd have this crazy skull 
helmet. I'm like, oh, wow. Man, I would like to wear that. Uh, I don't think you want to transmog cross classes. I don't think that that would be a good idea. I think that that's, that's, a, that's a little too... Um, the game starts to feel really homogenized when like a titan's running around looking like a warlock. Um, you gotta have classes and you gotta have their identity rooted in more than their subclass. It's gotta be rooted in their appearance and what they can wear. You see this in so many games. I don't think we would say this is something that's bad or it's like a fault or a flaw that needs to be addressed. I think idea just po- I think I agree just posing the idea. No, yeah, I, I, these are the ideas like this are totally fine to pose. I think this would this would harm one of the things about this game that really makes it great. I mean, just look what happens when you say who's the best class. You know, the way that people argue, you know, about titans and warlocks and hunters, the way people attack attach themselves to a given class is like I it's honestly kind of cool and adorable the way the community gets about this kind of stuff. I think the problem is the white glow is better than the color that you purchase. Well, yeah, but they're looking to fix that creature. First time a Titan ran around the corner and popped an arc staff just because he was transmog to look like Titan PvP community would riot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did the update fix Horizon Zero Dawn? Um, my game is continuing to open and run fine, but the V-Sync continues to cause problems. Uh, I have a way of playing the game and capturing that works. Basically, I have to run it borderless, um, and it captures real smooth. It doesn't look quite as good for me, because I'd rather run it full screen. I don't think borderless looks as, as good with respect to frame rate, um, but it does capture really clean. We're going to try and do pass-through and see if that fixes it, because I think the monitor cloning is one of the reasons V-Sync acts so goofy with certain games. We had a similar issue with Assassin's Creed, so yeah, but there was a patch that's supposedly fixing some of the crash issues and stuff that people were dealing with um, that, that did get shoved out for Horizon Zero Dawn, and they're already working on another patch, they said. So... Alright, we're going to transition to VIP Collins. If you're here right now and you want to support this channel, it's really easy. You just click subscribe and the bell button. That is totally free. And if you want to smash the like button, that helps me out. That helps this video out. I appreciate you guys being here every day. The more viewers and likes and comments we get, the better my channel does. If you want to support me directly, you can click the join button. A $5 a month uh, membership gets you a bunch of perks in Discord. You can bump it up to the VIP and get more perks. And tonight is VIP fight night every Friday at 8pm Eastern we do a VIP fight night so bring your drinks and your laughs we're going to be playing Fall Guys tonight so hit the subscribe the bell button the like button or smash join to become a paying member if you're listening elsewhere and you'd prefer to use Patreon you can go to sntrpresents.com and pick between all the same exact tiers there and we're going to use uh, this channel to do combo subscriptions as well for the new show Repeat Theater which will be like a book club for movies and TV shows in the afternoon I can't wait to launch that with you guys as always if you listen or watch my content in the other locations please like share and subscribe thank you for listening to or watching another episode of sntr presents this is going to be the vip call-in session that's taking place after my solstice glows our week video and q a if you're listening to this on google play or itunes or spotify you can support me directly by going to sntrpresents.com that will take you to the Patreon. If you'd rather watch live or join as a member on YouTube, you can go to saynotorage.com and it'll take you right there. So I got three people calling in. Two two are first-time callers, and one of them is Chad here. Going to be his first time calling in. What do you want to talk about today, Chad? 
Uh, yeah. Hey, uh, hello? Yep, I can hear you. Okay, so hi, how you doing? Yeah, this is my, you know, first time, so I'm a little nervous, like... Yeah, you're good. I've been watching you for a while, and I just never interacted with the channel like that. Sure. Alright, so what I wanted to talk about was, like, the solstice grind and the armor. Pretending mm-hmm. to, like, how, um, how last year's event was, was, to me, was was okay more than this one because it's more the same thing but a little less and then the armor glows are kind of like lackluster compared to last year so what i was thinking like being that being that the grind being that the grind is um is more grindable wouldn't it wouldn't it be wouldn't it be better if like one if bungie did a thing where where they have the European aerial zone and another zone like that, but like in Mercury or Titan, like where you could do it differently and have us go out into the world and interact with the worlds differently. It's like how you have the European aerial zone. What if you have like a Mercury aerial zone where mm-hmm. you could go to Mercury and it's like a different, like, look, it's, a, it's in Mercury, but it's like a different part of Mercury where we interact with. They could really use like the infinite forest in that way but you know keep us in the air i guess yeah the, the only reason i think they're hesitant to use the infinite forest is they already use it for the haunted forest and the verdant forest so but i i like i like where you're headed because i said i think in my impressions video a couple of days ago i said that they need to fold the event more sort of into into itself and what i mean is include the eaz more or as you're saying have another area similar to it so that's kind of the grind it lands so close to moments of triumph i think that's part of the problem is it's hard to feel like we're celebrating all the different parts of the game when everything's kind of on top of itself so i feel like i'm sort of being given it's like I, it's like I have similar homework assignments for two different classes. Is what it feels like. It's like I have a history and a geography class, and both of their homework assignments are very samey and similar. And so, yeah. you feel like you're doing a lot of things twice. And I think that's part of the issue here. Is it's like, and and, right. and and that's one of the reasons why I kind of just like stick to my main character because I feel like I'm just doing the same thing over and over and like. It's kind of the definition of insanity, just mm-hmm. doing the same thing over and over. So I'm just like, you know what? I'll just knock it out with my main character, and what's done is done. And I'll and whatever it is, I'll mid-max my gear through like my lesser characters that I don't really use that often. But if if the, if it was like an experience where it could like where it could be everywhere, and we we, we use like look at even um the dreaming city and the tangled shore and all those places they could like reiterate all these places and like have us go there and you know because this armor it looks like something that you would get out of the dreaming city anyways mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah they could have utilized the blind well like you said they could have i mean they could have utilized the baron fights because we don't we never go back to them exactly and because those were some of the more interesting parts of the game to me, like, mm-hmm. like the Dreaming City, the Baron fights, and how all of that stuff played out. Because 
I remember you were saying that you hated you hated the fanatic. Like, what if they switched out the fanatic and put like the bomber instead in the same strike, but they put like the bomber, or they put like a different one every week, like it's a、mm. different boss because you know they're all balanced. Yeah, and then you can use that as a grind. It, it'll like reinvigorate the rush, and then you'll be like, "Yo, I want to do this." And then they each drop something different. Like the bomber will drop like something like like you know like an armor piece that looks like the bomber, or you know another one would drop something different. And then you would want to go in there and keep doing it over and over, like because you know playing this game. I've been playing since D one. And I've been telling out all my friends how cool this game is, but I feel like they could really sink their teeth into it. Yeah, and and events that the, I think events like Solstice and Festival of the Lost and the Dawning, they, I think they do need to focus on two things. Number one, I think they need to make the content loop, you know, more distinct because I, I think Haunted Forest is really really good, and so and the Verdant Forest、yeah. is really really good, but. This、uh, the the dawning where we're just like making the cookies, and this one where we're just like going into strikes and doing things. It doesn't actually feel like the content loop is distinct or attached to the event because the EAZ kind of gets left behind. But I I think they made some good decisions here, like making the blue the blue armor pieces go way faster on your second and third character.、Uh, I love that.、Um, I think the times three should just be on automatically for second and third. Um, it because you're just kind of going through the motions. Um,、yeah. so I think that was a good decision. So I think they did consider making the grind for multiple characters not so painful, but I think they all seem to consider number one, where's the loot? Having like a gun, something to grind for would be good, and incorporate the actual EAZ or the whatever it is. If it's the Verdant Force, Haunted Force EAZ, incorporate that more. So it doesn't feel like I said. It's like, well, I have a I have a homework assignment now for geography, and it's super similar to my history homework because、um, you're just sort of trying to celebrate the whole game. Yeah. I, and I get wanting to celebrate the whole game, but moments of triumph and solstice are so similar now. Yeah, because like even with like you know like how you were saying celebrate the whole game. Like I'm 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 not a fan of Gambit, but I'll play it just to like you know get stuff done. Like I, I don't want the game to feel like a chore, like、mm-hmm. like it's something that I, you know, like I have to do this or or else I'm just gonna miss out on whatever whatever is coming. So I so I just force myself to kind of do it, and it's hard to like recommend it to other people because like where do they where do they start? Like I have a bunch of friends who want to play the game because they see me play the game and they're like, yo, this is dope. I'm like, yo, to get to here is a is a is a is a hassle. Yeah, but anyway, staying away from that though. Like I remember you was talking about the、um, the dawning event.、Mm-hmm. Like I remember the first dawning where where they was giving out the avalanche、um, machine gun.、Right? Yeah, and that was one of the best grinds that I've ever had because I was like, yo, this machine gun is lit because it had what feeding frenzy rampage, and that was like all the rage at the time when feeding frenzy was like a, such a great was such a great perk and. I was in it, like I was there. I was baking cookies. I really felt like an old lady, like baking cookies all day. <laughs> like that was like that was like one of the things that I really enjoyed about that. And then, and then,、um, that gave out some of the、um, the Eververse、um, the Eververse store had some very cool armor. I think it was the Winter Hearts set. 
at the time. I'm not sure what set it was, but it was that. But it was that set, and it was beautiful. And I was like, you know what? I feel like because because the grind is so good, I'll support the Eververse because you know the grind was such was so fulfilling. So why not you know support and you know show them that I appreciate the game for what they've done. But like when the grind is like lackluster, like I'll just get it and be done. And mm-hmm. I move on to the next thing, and you know, because you know how Destiny dies, or we're gonna throw out the content as soon as it comes out. Yeah, and and I think you're you're touching on it when you mentioned the Avalanche, because like it was at the time, it was the only, it was also the only solar machine gun you could get. The Edgewise uh, and like the Crown machine gun weren't out yet, or Menagerie, yeah, machine they gun, whichever it is. It. Yeah, they weren't out yet, so it was the only solar machine gun you could get, and machine guns were strong at the time. They hadn't been nerfed yet, and so all it took was a piece of loot to change your attitude, and I just, I I think fundamentally Bungie keeps forgetting that, that literally a piece of loot can be the difference between a good event and a bad event, and the Braytech Werewolf was probably the closest they got where you got it, and then you could keep grinding for more of them. They just kind of messed up because... They gave you the best role, and then all the subsequent roles you could grind for were not good. Um, yeah, they were pretty lackluster. Yeah, and so you were willing to bake a bunch of cookies. Why? Because Edgewise was the only solar machine gun, and there were dope roles. And that, exactly. if you check those three boxes, is there a piece of loot? Yes. Can I grind for it? Yes. Are there good potential roles? Yes. Check, check, check. Three check boxes. People are gonna people are gonna be willing to grind. Um, that's why at the end of my video, I said, if it's only cosmetics, I think people run out of steam. They're just like, ah, oh, it's just a glow. You know? Exactly. I, I can't use a glow. I can use a gun. I can't use a glow. Guns are an extension of us. They have an impact on our experience. Glows are nice, but I think people just tend to run out of steam, which is why the multiplier helps, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, a piece of loot would help a whole lot more, I think. And just to piggyback off what you said, imagine if these armors had like an intrinsic perk like when you go out into the world you do something different from all the other armor i would more want to get the armor now because this armor is different from everything else and then you know obviously the high stat rolls you know big numbers big stats you know everybody likes the big numbers but if they did something different like let's say the headpiece when you go out into the world you do more damage to like falling or the gauntlets you go out into the world you do you i don't know you know some perk would activate and and you could do something else while you know while you're out of about like like for strikes like if you're in strikes you get like intrinsically faster grenade cooldowns or reloads or something like that like if the armor interacts with the world like how we interact with the world i think it would really hit a, a good mark that's what i feel yeah yeah, I agree. I agree. People in the Discord are debating whether or not this was worse than Guardian Games, and I'm like, I don't think you can get worse than Guardian Games. That was oh, Guardian Games was horrible. At, at Guardian Games was bad at like many levels. This is this is like mismanaged. They just didn't manage this very well. The armor is dope. The rewards dope. Uh, EAZ is fun, but they yeah. just kind of mismanaged some of the structure. Guardian Games was just like, what in the actual world? Air apparent, like but that's an, that's an exotic. But it felt like a chore to get, though. 
Yeah, yeah. Laurel creations were really disruptive and drove us into, you know, uh, bounty farming and lost sectors anyway. Like at least at least with this I'm in the EAZ. I'm in I'm in I go into Crucible and it's fun, it's fast. I did that today. It was fun. I just went into Crucible and was running around Prometheus lands and then and, you know you run a couple strikes. Opinion, I felt like faction rallies hit the mark better than Guardian games. Yeah, if you could take faction rallies and Guardian games and bring them together with respect to like, I do think the best thing Guardian games brought to the table was identical rewards that are bronze, silver, or gold. I think that was brilliant, and you could do that with faction rallies. So everybody's getting the same items. It's just the winner gets a cooler looking item. I, I think that if you could bring those two together, they could bring back factions and faction rally. Guardian games, that was like the only thing they brought that was good. Imagine if the winner got an exotic, like like an exotic class armor that would have been super dope yeah maybe you gotta be careful with that i think what they did with the air apparent know, was pretty good yeah i understand because you know a class have an exotic you know you know the other classes are gonna feel some type of way but still it'll be that thing where people would like you know really go at it for they'll be like yo i got an exotic class armor for this and then you know It'll create competition in a way. I think you could just do the gold, silver, bronze. I I think you're. Yeah. I think sometimes uh, players swing a little too hard. That's the, I think you're swinging a little too hard for faction rally to give an exotic class item to the winning team. That would be. <laughs> it's a little too much, yeah. maybe. I, I was. I, it was just a swing. I was just trying to see what it would be like because I remember having exotic um class armor in D1. And I really missed that because I felt like that means to the part, you know, you repping your faction. And yeah. that made me feel, you know. But anyways, I have to have to go now, but thank you so much. Like I really love your content. Like I I'll always try to support as best as I can. And thank you. No, yeah, thank you for calling in, man. It was fun talking to you. Alright. Peace. All right, I am going to... I'm going to start dragging people... I'm going to start dragging people back and forth so it resets their mute, because sometimes people forget to mute. Uh, he Well, he left, so that's fine. Sometimes people forget to mute, so I'm going to start dragging you guys from one voice channel to another. Is it too late to do a call-in? Kane, if you want to call in, could you do me a favor and jump into like a supporter voice channel with one person and test your mic? I don't, I don't want to like unmute you and get echo feedback and pops and stuff. So if somebody wants to volunteer as tribute, Avenger will jump into a voice channel with you, jump into voice supporter voice one, do a mic check with Avenger. Cause I, I, I would trust Avenger to, to tell me if your mic's fine. Um, I'm going to go to now this, this person really wanted to call in today. Yeah, Teddy was not happy about this, the event, the dim, the, the, the glows, etc. etc. Et so Teddy unmute and, and let me know, you know, what do you want? What do you want to talk about today, sir? Oh, there's so much to talk about. I know. <laughs> oh, uh, I've, I've simmered down some since I said they were investigating it, but just the fact this is everyone saying this is fine. The glows are fine. It, what are they smoking? <laughs> I mean, you can just look at them and see they look nothing like the marketing. I mean, mm-hmm. this is just ridiculous, and Bungie's never done this. And mm-hmm. I spent $15 on some glows that look like crap. Yeah. I, w- I want to say more than crap, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, other than that, the event, it's, it's you know, it's solstice. What, what were people expecting, mm-hmm. really? Uh, but the one thing they did swing too hard on the wrong way 
because I guess they don't understand community feedback that much is we said the grind was too much last year for the reward that was given. So they just give us a grind and take the sparrow out. Yeah. You can't have the reward now. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't know where these, it, it's got to be a miscommunication on somebody's end. Either they're not listening properly or they're not communicating it back to the team properly. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, sometimes I wonder if feedback is, it's hard to disseminate it, so it gets turned into very literal statements. The community didn't like the Sparrow. Like, that's just a very literal statement. Instead of, the community didn't like the fact that the Sparrow wasn't as good as other Sparrows and therefore wasn't a good reward. And so... I wonder if somehow they need to get better about that aspect is taking player feedback and if it just if it gets turned into a very literal soundbite that's why we have these situations where they're like oh community didn't like the sparrow we'll get rid of the sparrow you know skeleton key grind community doesn't like the skeleton key grind get rid of it instead of being like well no it was the layers of RNG that made the skeleton key grind bad it wasn't the skeleton key grind in and of itself you know and and the glow comparison I think to me, the the moment I decided to make a video was when I looked at the marketing for the last two Solstice events and compared it, and I said, these are literal snapshots, one-to-one, it's identical. The, as you said, they've never done this before. I, I tend to defend them with respect to the Eververse. It's, I believe it's tasteful, respectful, they handle their micro store better than virtually every other game out there, and in this certain situation, I was like, nope. I, we got it. We got to put you guys on blast for this. You've never done this before, where contrast and darkness and sharpness was cranked all the way up, and then I get in the game and I'm like, "What happened? That's not what I bought." Um, the fact that they're looking into it, as you said, has calmed some people down because I do think our theory, um, <clears throat> excuse me, that the white glows are supposed to be underneath, you know, amplifying the brightness and the and the the distinctness. I actually think that we're on to something. I do think that there is some sort of a bug in the display of it because even if you look at their pictures, you can't just determine, oh, it's just a well-timed picture in a dark place. It's like, no, they're actually different. Like, something's off. So I'm hoping they can get it fixed before next week because, number one, I mean, I want Bungie to make money. I I know people hate to hear that because they're like, why should you give money to a company? It's like a new mentality about gaming like oh, i wanted yeah, to make money you know they're not going to make money if the glows if the glows keep looking like this because the people are going to either hear this video hear you say it they're going to look at the forums or, or hear their buddy say it or they'll just preview it in the store and be like something's wrong here yeah because th- honestly i'm a simple working kind of guy that's casual i see something cool in the store i'm probably going to buy it mm-hmm. now not so much i'm like i've paid 15 dollars for this and it looks like trash yeah. Looks like little, it, you can barely see it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. But, uh, you know, I, I'm like you. You know, I defend the Eververse. I think it's pretty well done. I mean, it's it's not like loot boxes everywhere anymore. So that's good. You know, you, you usually you get exactly what you pay for and you're not getting what you're paying for. Yeah, yeah, they removed the RNG, they gave us a, a much better direct line to purchase, and, you know, they've made a lot of good improvements, and this is kind of the first time, 
since they've made those decisions that I feel like this is a bit of a sucker punch, you know, uh, you know, and I, that's why I wanted to get people on the call like you who like, man, I dropped the 15 on this and this looks bad. This is not look, you know, as good. And, um, I also I mean, have said, I'd make, many... I'd make people sick if they knew how much money I spent on the ever. <laughs> 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 I am the well, literal whale. <laughs> I actually think there's a lot of people in your in your category that play more casually and are happy to make their character look dope with a credit card swipe. I think there's a lot of players like that. Like, I don't have time for all this extra stuff. I don't have time for that white glow grind. Uh-uh, no. And they're they're happy. They are happy to to swipe the credit card. And uh, I yeah, I do and I, thi- I can I can see my side. I can see my side, but I can also see the other side because I used to be that grinder that wanted to grind everything that is played inordinate amount of time. Mm-hmm. So I see, you know, this event really doesn't have much for those people, and it really does need that stuff in there. It needs, you know, weapon drops, some cool cosmetics that they can grind for, or even the armor that would drop at a better rate than it does instead of popping out a package. Well, and also, even if you're not playing hardcore, this is why one piece of loot or loot in general is just such a value add and they get so much out of it. If they would have thrown a gun in the EAZ, even as a, even if you're playing less than me, that's still a value add for you because you could run the EAZ while you're working on your armor and, oh man, what? Oh, I got a good roll. Like, it's, it's just another, you know, potential time in time out reward where all of a sudden you might say I'm going to play a little bit more than I planned on I'm going to run EAZ a little bit more because I want to try and get that gun and then obviously you'd have guys like me six hours a day just running it running it running it going for the god roll the absolute perfect roll Um, and that would be a good shove in the direction that we want to go anyway which is start putting loot out in the world stop you know stop making me go to the tower pop a bounty to get a piece of loot you know, and then I, like today, I was trying to get that sniper, and I got six grenade launchers oh, in a row. Um, frick that sniper! <laughs> I've been that, for that thing for so long. <laughs> right, and that was that was really bad luck. But it also was like it was really silly. I literally went to the postmaster and had like five grenade launchers waiting for me. Like it just doesn't feel like a loot pursuit at that point. It feels like I'm ordering in bulk from Amazon, you know, or I, like I said I, before, yeah. I'm ordering value meals. Like I, I think it feels like you're opening a loot box. It kind of does. It kind of does. And yeah, you can get I, one of these two things. Here's five of the same thing. And I don't <laughs> like real life loot boxes either. By the way, we got our kids the Lego Mario stuff, and you can buy uh, little bad guys for it. And Mario runs along and bounces on their head, and he gets credit for the, the the different enemies. And you can you can on your iPad see everything Mario did. You can build your own Mario courses. It's it's one of the coolest like mashups I've ever seen. Mario and Lego mashup is awesome. But they sell these little packs for $5 and it could be a Goomba, it could be a, a you know a, a, any of the enemies in Mario but you don't know what it is so I could go and buy three or four of them and have some bad luck and get a handful that I already have so like I don't like that in real life either I'm like I, I want to know what I'm buying here you know and so the the the, the feeling of, of loot pursuit being very similar of I go and I quote unquote buy a package that could be either a sniper or a grenade launcher it feels like that it's like oh i got unlucky i got six grenade launchers in a row oh unlucky unlucky it doesn't feel like there was something about getting the amago loop that i wanted 
after such a long time, it stung me deeper. It was like I took it personal, so I kept going. Right now, when I get those six grenade launchers in a row, because it's not an actual loot pursuit, even the disappointment is thin and not really felt. If that makes sense, I'm like, bah, whatever, I'll order some more tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's really all I had. I'd simmer down quite a bit. I, I got a whole nother issue that that's going to be a different call in. That's going to be a co-host. Oh, okay, okay. Well, that'll be that'll be fun. So uh, it's good talking to you, Teddy. Thanks for calling in. All right, good talking to you. All right, we're gonna we're gonna mute uh, we're gonna mute Teddy. I'll I'm gonna I'm gonna drag Teddy back and forth there, and I'm coming to I'm gonna come to Wallbanger, and then uh, who was the person that was gonna that was gonna talk? Was it is Kane? Yeah, Kane. There we go. I'm dragging you up. I'll talk to you in just a minute, Kane. I'm coming to you, Wallbanger. What do you want to talk about today? Oh, that RNG conversation really had me thinking right there that you and Teddy were having at the very end. Because mm-hmm. I'm a huge... I really grinded for the Mindbenders. And it was just such a crazy grind. And to finally get it was awesome. But I had a point on side of that and I wanted to try and elaborate a little bit. Just to kind of play like a devil's advocate. If, sure. they, if they try and have more of like a you know what you're going to get as it comes to like loot and stuff like that or uh better rng rolls do you think that'll uh take away from the rarity of some of these items yeah i do think that's something that is very different in destiny 2 versus destiny 1 i mean in destiny 1 i had a couple hand cannons that i really liked and in this game I mean, I have so many. Nothing has that rarity feel. You know, everybody's running around with a god roll guillotine. Everybody's running around. And I think that is okay if you have loot hierarchy. Because if if you go flawless and get adept weapons, or you go into the raid and the weapons have synergistic perks or unique perks like they did in Wrath of the Machine, it fixes the problem. It doesn't matter that people are running around with a bunch of the same weapons and god rolls because they've been using the umbral, or they've been grinding strikes or crucible, like, and they make it really easy to get you know, loot pursuit gives good, if it gives good agency and it gives good generosity, then that's going to be the result is it's, it's, everybody's going to kind of have a lot of the same stuff, a lot of the good roles. That's okay. If there's stuff at the, at the top shelf that you've got to go in flawless trials or dungeon grind or raid grind to get, this is why sunsetting and loot hierarchy is so important because generosity and intentionality do start to fold back in on themselves and then you're like well everybody has a god roll guillotine everybody has the uh loaded question because that was one that the pursuit weapons are coming too so we're going to have those again those weapons that like everybody can get as long as they put in enough time um so i think i think you're right i think rarity and the specialness starts to go down that's why i think the white glow is actually probably the best thing about this event it just needs to be an ornament set because it is the thing that you really got to put the work in for, and it kind of stands out, um, almost like a pla- it's like consider it like the platinum glow. It's it's special. It's its own thing. So, yeah. um, I'm hoping year four mitigates what you're saying, so we don't feel like generosity is a problem. Because that's always I'm always scared when people start speaking out against generosity. Because you get back into those those you get back into those lanes where nobody can get stuff like we had with the Anarchy and the 1K, and I don't necessarily think those are good uh, loot delivery systems. I was so lucky with those, but I have friends that 
still don't have anarchy it's, mm -hmm. i don't have 1k so but um the the main point i wanted to point out is is today is that um these events these events come once a year and they're free for the whole you know you don't have to you can go in and play solstice if you're a free to play member if you're a new light player this is if with these events coming one a, once a year i feel like the the grind for these are somewhat harsh i i don't want to say that because i too i play a lot and i'm i'm going for it but i'm still more of a uh, of a single character player i don't i don't get into all of the other you know i main hunter so because uh the same thing, you know, I don't want to do the grind over and over again. And I do like that they made the two times and three times for it, but it's still just not my cup of tea. But um, with these grinds that are free and that the it's so hard to get your stat roll that you want with them. I know that someone said earlier that they had a, a pretty nice turnout with doing 15 per character. Mm -hmm. And that's the, but that's still RNG based. Right. If it was. um, If you know, you could sit there and grind it a whole time and not get it if this is a free event most of these free events are supposed to be catered towards that solo player that solo free player that hasn't been able to get in yet maybe can't doesn't have a good fire team or can't get a good fire team to do these the dungeons or because i honestly think that the garden of salvation raid armor is so much better than this you know solstice armor you know the glows to me just aren't my thing they they don't look good but that's very you know that's subjective that's my opinion but it's i feel like that this should be the spot one of these spots that a solo player can go into and not kill themselves over a grind just to get this good gear i feel like it's these events should be toward a little bit more for them and in some aspects it is but there's still crazy grind and crazy rng behind it yeah, I, there, you know, obviously there's, you know, people saying why should it be uh, put for for solo players. I tend to agree with you, and I think you can actually look at the structure of the game to make your argument. I think when you look at when does when do solo players kind of get kicked a little bit to the curb, or when do, when do solo players get held at arm's length? Well, not really until you go up into dungeons, the two the, the highest levels of nightfall and raids and trials. Like those are the only areas where they start to get kind of held at bay. And a free event that's meant to kind of celebrate you as a guardian, it does feel odd to be like, "Hey, this is a great event. Everybody can come in, kind of celebrate what you do in the game." However, there's going to be requirements that don't work all that well for solo players. I do think trials is the big hang-up that a lot of people have, and I think that's a fair hang-up, because trials didn't exist the last couple times we had Solstice. There was no trials to trip over. So, I actually think if they remove the trials requirement, most of this is still friendly and works fine for solo players. It just... Trials is understandably making a lot of folks feel, man, oh man, are you, are you kidding me? That's I, There's just... That doesn't seem something that is... I know in line with celebrating everything I've done in destiny. The other thing I think to consider is maybe give some options. Everybody plays destiny differently and to say, Hey, if you want to celebrate everything you've done in destiny, you have to go and do things that you don't ordinarily do. Well, that's not really a celebration of me as a guardian. That sounds like it's a celebration of destiny as a game. You know, I, I don't, I don't play trials or I don't play gambit. And so now I'm not celebrating me as a guardian. 
I'm celebrating the broad palette of what is Destiny. And I think there's a it's a catch-22 because Solstice and Moments are very similar. They're meant to be sort of celebrate everything that's in the game and everything that we do as Guardians. But when it doesn't feel attached to me as a player, it's more like, no, you literally have to go do every single thing that is in the game. Um, that's when it starts to feel like, wait a minute, that, that that's not how I play. Uh, that's why I think the play X number of Gambit or Crucible games, I think is a perfect, like, oh, boom, that's not too bad. So if it's like seven trials wins, or, you know, they could have come up with another, maybe another alternative. Because as soon as, as soon as you take trials out of the equation, I think a lot of this, this grind and a lot of these um, requirements are totally reasonable. I'm, I'm flying through and just barely paying attention uh, obviously, I know I, I have people I can match up with, but like adventures and strikes and orb creation and EAZ and all that, I think is very, very uh, reasonable. And that's where I think trials is a misfit because most of what they're requiring you to do is in match made environments. And they suddenly are like, oh, and by the way, um, you know, this one thing is going to be required as well. And yeah, I mean, Wheezy's making a good point. The white glows can be completed at any time. I still feel like Trials is the misfit. You can do virtually everything else with matchmaking except for that part. I might be, if if I'm missing anything else, is there anything else they require you to do that is not, uh, that that doesn't have matchmaking? Because I've not looked at all the requirements. I think maybe a Master Nightfall. Yeah, Master Nightfall is the other thing. Um, and now it would have been a real easy, like, run a Master Nightfall, or run... Teddy, I would r- rather have to do comp. I'm sorry. No, 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 that's fine. Yeah, you could have trials or comp, and then maybe increase the number of wins needed. So, run one Master Nightfall, or three heroic, or three hero Nightfalls. Like, give you the option. It's faster for those of us that run it on Master. Um, you know... And I'd be, people like, oh, seven wins is not that long. Seven wins is not that long. Trust me, for people that do not ordinarily play Trials, that seven wins is going to translate into a lot of Trials games. Anywhere from 10 to 15 games. Like, that's 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 a tall order. That's I'm, a tall order. I'm not a Trials player. That's that's my different. That's my thing about this. I have, I went in when it first came out with so much, and it's just so broken. It needs to be fixed. But, I think um, the best argument against Trials being in it is it was never in there in the past, so it doesn't need to be in there now. Exactly. They were fine with it last year. Yeah. That's that's all I really have to share. I just, I mean, I felt like, uh, I really feel like these events come once a year, so they, I feel like they can be a little bit more generous towards the New Light players, maybe. Um, because, I mean, I'm up there, I'm, I'm grinding as well and everything like that, and I'm not having any problem with it, but I, I have a couple of friends that are trying to get into it, but they play their other games. So they only play destiny, maybe one or two days a week, only for a couple of hours. And they, you know, they're like, I'm not getting anything good from this. This is not. And it's like, well, you know, you just got to keep playing. He's like, well, I, I'm not going to play for eight hours straight just to maybe get, you know, three or four good pieces. Yeah. So, but, uh, that's all I've really had to share with you today, man. Okay. Well, thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. All right, Kane, Aaron, or Kane, you did a mic check with Avenger, so you should be good to go. What do you uh, What do you got for me? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, um, so I was thinking about solstice, solstice of heroes, 
um, and sort of it, that it represents us as a guardian or it's meant to but then at the end of it you've got after the, after this really difficult slog of grind or just tedious grind you've got the the 15 dollar 20 dollar whatever it is us currency for the glows so i was thinking and i don't know how i don't know if you know you'd agree or if you'd want to potentially elaborate on it um have the have have them paid that's fine but also maybe have like a quite a grindier version of them which don't which doesn't sort of take away from the monetary version of just put like quite a you know a grind behind them and then maybe have some more glows that touch in the cornerstones of the other games or sorry in the other um pillars of destiny so maybe you know like a a a green one for Gambit or for the for whatever raid for whatever main raid came out that year have the you know like the um the ornament version or I think it's like the blue digital effect from the raid have maybe something like that as a glow a red one for crucible and then you know have a gold one for, like an actual gold one for mm. trials and then put mm. different options of grind or difficulty say oh you, you know if you want it if you want it quick and you're good at trials do a flawless but you don't have to just do a flawless you can do x amount of uh, x amount of trials games same for the raid oh if you want it you know if, if you are good or competent enough or you have that group behind you um you can get it in one flawless garden of salvation or you can do a few runs of it do it at your own time and then you'll get the and then you'll get the glow same way you know something like crucible where it might be a couple of resets um which i think you know across well not not a couple of resets maybe a reset but put maybe like a multiplier valor multiplier same with same with gambit or just complete x amount of gambits or do x amount of objective objective uh, objective like that or if it would even work mm-hmm. with the way that sort of mo- the monetary side of destiny is currently set up or if they could maybe implement it in the future don't know your thoughts on that if it's even viable i mean i actually think you're touching on something that would really make this event more like something you plug into as a player so you would go to ava levante and she would have a quest for the yellow glow and that would include trials and so you'd be like well pff, i don't do trials right the yellow glow is a is a is a testimony and a marker of the fact that you're a trials player so now it's more of a celebration of you as a player yeah. instead of yeah. it's a celebration of the entire game it's like you know, you've got to go do everything it's like i don't want to you know getting a red glow for crucible I went and grinded Crucible for that Carmenica. You would have, you'd see me in Crucible for a red glow. You would. I'm like, I'm gonna do that, dude. Freaking red glow. Let's go. That's awesome. You know, and it gets a little touchy with Vanguard. Maybe Vanguard would be like an orange glow, to, you know, because it's because blue might be a little too close to Arc and, and Stasis. Um, yeah, but, but I think orange could be like that. Be like, oh, the did something with that. Yeah. Yeah, and then like you said, green for Gambit. See, now what this is, is now it's an event where it is grindy. It does take time, but it's a celebration of the player. So when I see somebody in the tower with that yellow or that golden glow, I know there's somebody that really is a, you know is more of a trials player. And then if you're not a trials player, you're like, whew, I, 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 that, and, that, and that golden glow, 
might matter to you and suddenly you decide maybe you're going to try you know you're going to try to get a team or lfg it up like 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 for me i would see the red glow and be like i have to have that it reminds me of wrath i love red and i would go into crucible and i'd bite the bullet and be like i'm gonna i'm gonna do the work to get these red glows so this is a great great piece of feedback i think for bungie to say you guys have the right idea but what you need to do is make the ornamental reward tied to activities so i'm not required to go into 10 different areas i focus on the two or three that i like the most and my reward is connected to me as a guardian gambit players especially i I would never go for the green glow it's not a big enough motivator for me right but for people that love gambit yeah for people that love gambit man that green glow would be pretty awesome you know maybe have a slight snake animation or something yeah yeah, but I like I just don't I don't understand that I, I just don't would it work with how L line of because if they're you know, if not even giving us the options to I mean how I'd potentially think of it doing is maybe reducing the armor grind a little bit and then adding more of a grind in these other other aspects don't make the don't make the armor so so for, I mean I know, and I know they've done the time three multiplier which is great but I think before they even start before that was even known to be a thing people were instantly you think solstice you think last year you go no just no i'm not doing it you go that's awful you got it was awful the first year so you already you're already in a mindset of no it's it's gonna be awful again so i think i don't know could it work that maybe shot in the armor grind and then going well look we've shot the armor grind but there's these additional little tidbits that you can do look if, if you like trials go do it if you like crucible go do it would it mm-hmm. even work with destiny as it stands i think it would because the, the one's the doorway this is something we always talk about is having an accessible doorway get people in the door and then afterward once they get the armor and it's pretty easy to get then you would do the refinement how do you want to refine your armor do you want to go gold red green like where what type of player are you now obviously if you want to get them all you can but that would be i think see that again lands on the player base that's what i always say spectrum spectrum of reward if you want all the glows you better bust your tail if you're only interested in you know one glow or you're really like well i'm not really a crucible player but the red glow is too good to pass up you know you would that spectrum of reward time in reward out is more uh logical it would feel more harmonious as opposed to i I couldn't believe it when i went to collections because the type of player that i am i i basically don't have any of the previous solstice sets i just didn't do it i'm like now forget that i'm not doing it um I, i think i got um last year's but the years before, I don't have any of them, which surprised me. But I think, as you said, people just hear Solstice and they're like, Bleh, you know, I'm not, I, I'm just, I'm just not going to do it. And um, I think a lot of what you said touches on things that I've said before about having a spectrum of reward that enables the player to choose how much they want to put in. And the reward that comes out is completely, you know, is in conjunction with that and lines up with it. So those are good thoughts. Yeah, that's it. That's 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 all I wanted to share. Okay. Well, thanks for calling in. Uh, I appreciate everybody that called in today. Uh, thank you so much for doing that. Thank you for Avenger jumping in and doing a mic check with Kane. Yeah, he's, he got a little laggy and choppy there at the end, but it was fine. I, I got the gist of what he's saying. He actually got his really good idea out first before it got a little choppy. If you're listening to this in the other locations and you're like, man, that'd be great to call in and, and have that back and forth, be sure to pick the VIP tier. You can do that on the YouTube by clicking join. 
uh, or you can go to sntrpresents.com and that's the Patreon. We're going to have a very similar show coming very soon about movies and TV shows, so if you like the idea of Q&A and calling in, but you'd rather do it about Marvel movies or Breaking Bad, that is on the horizon. We'll look for more announcements about that coming soon. If you're listening to this in any of the other locations, I appreciate you doing that. Please like, share, and subscribe.